Welcome to the Chairsofter Show, your weekly airsoft podcast interviewing retailers, manufacturers, sites and personalities within the airsoft community. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, contact me at facebook.com forward slash the Chairsofter Show, Instagram at the Chairsofter Show or by email on andy at the Chairsoftershow.co.uk. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 51. Joining me this week, please welcome Kim, aka Sabre Domino on Instagram. Good evening. Hi, yeah. Thank you, you for doing? inviting me on. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Good. Yeah, not a problem inviting you on. Uh, I wanted to get a slightly different perspective this week. So for people who haven't really sort of come across you, it's not all about the shooting in Airsoft. Well, you you are, but two different kinds of shooting, if that makes sense. So you're one of the, what I call the unsung heroes of the Airsoft world, the, the photographers that provide all the content for everybody in the Airsoft community to post their game day photos, which is kind of why I wanted to get you on, so I can get a bit more of a perspective on that side of things, which we'll come on to in a bit. Cool. Um, first things first, we're just going to sort of delve into yourself and sort of how you came into Airsoft and that. So uh, I'm guessing it all started from when you were in the army back in the day. Um, yeah, I guess it It did, actually. In fact, I would say my early childhood. My um, older brother uh, was army mad. Yep. And so, like, where most uh, young teenage boys would have Sam Fox on the wall, he'd have pictures of tanks and guns. And so, <laughs> and he, he'd go to a disco and sit and read uh, a military book. So, my life was just military from him anyway. So, that inspired me to, to join the army um, when I was 16. Cool. So, so, who were you with and what trade were you? So I joined the Signals and I was a teleop spec. So that was basically intelligence, uh, sneaky beaky listening to the enemy. Uh, cool, cool, yeah. Signals. Uh, I spent a fair few bit of time reading some of their books actually when I was with the Cadet Forces for all the comm stuff I used to get roped into. So quite a lot of work. And it, I'm not sure about you, but I always laugh when you hear people not using comms the right way and it just turns into an absolute clusterfuck within about five seconds because no one knows what's going on yeah everyone just speaking over the top of each other and yeah yeah it's it is funny but... yeah it, I, I think it's just people just get hold of a radio and they're like right let's think of the funniest thing we can say you know i've heard it before actually with some of my guys when you're trying to go into a firefight and you're trying to sneak up on the enemy and then they'll come up with the most ridiculous thing in your ear and all you can do is try and stifle the laughter because you're <laughs> yeah. right on top of an enemy position here. I think I think the best one was actually with the lads uh, in Reaper Recon where someone started singing Roger Loves Penis down the radio just as we're <laughs> sneaking up to an enemy compound. Which, That's brilliant. Yeah. Roger, if you're listening, that was fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> I'm sat there, you just hear him coming back and having a go at him, and there's me going... <laughs> yeah, not so tactical, hey? <laughs> That's when comms, <laughs> comms doesn't help, does it? Nah. And it's, it's actually got to the point now where I turn it off unless I need to check in for anything or need to say something and get any information then. I find it easier, personally... Uh, I know Will, who's a regular listener slash secret lover of me. Nah, <laughs> um, he's only human. Of everyone. <laughs> yeah, he, he's um, he, he's also the same. He, he'll turn the comms off until he needs it if he's running it, and it's 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 sometimes a bit of a ball ache, but hey ho, <laughs> needs well, must at the end of the day. It can be distracting as well, can it? Yeah, exactly. When it's all going on, so. 
Yeah, you definitely. You're thinking of a what you're trying to figure out your mission, what you're doing, and that, and then everyone's just talking in the background. So, um, yeah. So you ca- you came out of the forces, and then when did you start looking into airsoft? Um, that's probably about sixteen years after I left the army, um, because of my son. So my son, he was like. Oh mum, my mates have all got BB guns and I, I want to get one and we're going to go and shoot each other in the woods. And I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what? No, you're not. That's not happening. I said, if you're going to, I said, I'll get you one for your birthday, but you're going to go and use it on a proper site. Yeah. Um, which, fair enough, he listened to me, a, a rare time when he did. Um, <laughs> and so he, he got into Airsoft, which is great because he like doesn't leave the house much, so got him out. Um and I, I was watching him play and I was thinking, well, it's not actually that cool for your mum to go along to Airsoft with you. But yeah. I, I was quite envious. And then my two brothers started. Yep. Um, and I thought, okay, that you know, this is cool. That they might, you know, I might get invited along. And then my brother actually started his own site. And right. he, he wanted me to marshal at it. And I was like, yeah, well, that's great. But I don't know how Airsoft works. So... That's how I started Airsoft was um, to go to a few games before helping Marshall at his site. Oh, that's a pretty. I've I've not heard of that one before. Actually, that's quite a unique way of getting into it. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm, I don't know what I don't know what to say to that. Lost my words because <laughs> you like you, you're hearing people who go, oh, uh, some friends did it, and I decided to go along like myself, where I had some friends in the cadets who we decided we wanted to sort of try and practice some of the things that we were learning through the forces as such, sort of the the basic sort of patrolling skills that they do on the exercises and stuff and Yeah, fire manoeuvres. Cool, yeah, it's cool if we can actually sort of shoot at each other and yeah, as I've mentioned a couple of times, it was probably the most dangerous thing because we didn't think about things like iPro and that <laughs> in our Yeah, that's what my son was youthful... talking about when yeah, yeah, yeah. when he wanted yeah. to start. <laughs> When you're young, you don't think of these sorts of things, <laughs> no. and then when you go to an actual site, and they're like, you could lose an eye. You're like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I did one of his second games. Yeah, I think he went to Warminster, and he got like a really bad hit on the cheek, and I think then he realised, yeah, this hurts. Yeah, it's that one hit that <laughs> yeah. um, that makes you think. Yeah, I can understand why you've got to wear your eye pro as a bare minimum yeah. and how this thing takes teeth out. But yeah, so so you, you started at uh, Marshalland at the site, obviously. What site was that, just out it, of curiosity? It was, it's no longer running. It, it, it only run once, unfortunately, for ah. complicated reasons, but it was um, Winkley Airfield. So it's All a right. disused sec- uh, Second World War airfield uh, in North Devon. All right, cool. So yeah, um, it, it's a shame, it really. Yeah, that doesn't really seem to... I, I don't really hear much of sites down that way, to be quite honest with you. I'm not sure if it's just the way the community seems to be centred sort of around the southeast and towards the north, as it were, that I find anyway, because they're the sites you tend to hear about, sort of. Yeah, I mean, it's quite a... Um, it's, it's a rural area, and it's, you know, quite spread out, I guess. There are five or six sites sort of in across Devon, and there's... Um, four or five in Cornwall so I mean they are here but yeah, for, for anyone else to get to it's like the arse end of nowhere isn't yeah. it so I mean uh, I don't know if you sort of get what I mean there for anyone who's listening I'm sort of thinking you look at the Facebook groups and that and you'll hear about sort of like UCAP or 
Bravo One or The Jail or sites like that, you don't really tend to hear about these sites down towards the southwest of the UK, which really and truthfully, I think I'm going to have to come and try a couple out, to be quite honest with you, because it's, if, if, if we can get the word out about these sites more and support these guys... Because at the end of the day, it's the support that keeps them going, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and there's some, you know, there's some that do struggle for numbers, and it, you know, it's touch and go where they'll keep going. If they, you know, if they don't have the numbers, it's not viable, yeah. is it? So, yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. You got to think about the numbers through the doors. Um, but so, so you've you've obviously the site, etc. How did your airsoft career sort of develop from there? So. So, well, first of all, I really, I really enjoyed marshalling, and, and obviously, I'd played a few games beforehand, so I knew what I was marshalling, yeah. um, and it was every bit as fun as I thought it would be when I watched my son go off with his two-tone rifle. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's that was my. I've got two brothers; they both airsoft, yeah. and my son airsofts, and my daughter. She also joined in marshals, so we're, it's a big family thing. Yep. Um, and my brother-in-law also airsoft, so there we are. We've got a team of, I can't remember if that's six or seven already. Yeah. Um, and so then we just involved our friendship groups around that to join in. And I, now our team's at about 30 members, I think. Jesus, a big team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, rarely do we ever get all 30 of us together. But yeah, on our Facebook pages, there's 30-odd. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, this is the thing I've had a conversation with a couple of other teams where, and I'm finding it myself actually with mine, that you struggle to get times where everyone can play and meet up. And especially with uh, the guys from Project Airsoft were so spread out. I'm I'm pretty much here on my Todd, and then everyone else is pretty much the Midlands around Birmingham, Kidderminster. And one or two further north, kind of thing, and that's about that's that's sort of the spread. Yeah, yeah, we're all, we're Somerset, Devon, Cornwall, so we're quite spread out as well. Yeah. So yeah, so it's, you you don't realise how big an area that place can be. Can no, <laughs> and so. and and you know, the distance as well can take twice as long to travel because it's like yeah, back house lanes and <laughs> yeah, and windy roads. And, yeah. I mean, I found out how far it was when I had a friend who went to Plymouth to uni. Yeah. Going down there to visit him, I drove it once, and I was like, never again. And then I think back on it, and I was like, actually, it took me just as long to get the train down there as it used to take me to drive. Yeah, yeah I always feel Plymouth's a bit of an ass to get to. I hate, I hate driving to Plymouth. Yeah, five hours, I think it was, by car, and about the same Ouch. by train. Ouch. And that was sort of coming from London as well, and that was one of the high-speed ones as well. Um, but yeah, so, so the team obviously developed out of this uh, family thing that you had going on. Yeah, uh, that sounds so, weird. <laughs> yeah, that does actually. <laughs> oh. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Think before I speak. Think before I... <laughs> I nearly said family affair as well. I'm not well, sure if that's yeah, even no, worse. Sorry, we're not like that. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are from the southwest, but you know we've just got yeah. the web feed. All, all, all I have to say is anyone who's thinking that way, get your mind out the gutter, you <laughs> dirty bastards. There we go. <laughs> I saved it. Right. Yeah, it's bad so, enough having a mother and daughter that airs off. That gets enough comments in itself. <laughs> so, what was it that 
uh, obviously we've got you on here to talk about the photography. What is it that made you think, I'm going to put the rifle down and I'm going to start shooting with the camera? Uh, this probably isn't what you think either. A knee injury. <laughs> um, I, right, had a, okay. I had a, an operation on my knee a couple of years ago right. and uh, my team were trying out um, a new site that they'd never been to. Unfortunately, that site doesn't exist anymore. Um, that was adrenaline. And um, so I wanted to go and see what the site was like, but I was um, on crutches and, you know, could only walk slowly. Yeah. So the, the I am a photographer as a hobby. Um, my other page is Kistography, little plug there. Um, hey. <laughs> and so I thought I might as well put test out my photography skills um, on Airsoft as well. And I could still go to the site because actually I could just stand there and hobble along you know hide up behind some cover and takes a photo so that that's how it began really yeah okay is is the question how many times on a game day do you get shot as a photographer um it yeah it happens it does happen <laughs> and qu- and quite often it's my own stupid fault walking between crossfire really so um <laughs> looking for that one shot yeah and i normally put on high vis but like if someone's looking through cover or whatever and all they can see is your legs or your feet then i yeah, don't know you doesn't... just if if you're going to put yourself out they just don't have to expect to be shot as long as it's not my lens because then i might cry <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking about that because how, what sort of precautions can you take to look after the equipment? Because obviously we know lenses get shot out. We've seen it with GoPros all the time. In we see it on sights on, on guns as people's sights get shot out, don't they? You know, it just yeah, sights as well. Yeah, um, obviously by a vortex that way you're covered. Yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna give Chris a plug there with Vortex <laughs> UK because what well, this is another thing as well. People don't get why you'd spend two hundred pound on a sight, but at the end of the day, you're covered for life. That's got a yeah. lifetime warranty. And that is literally uh, with Will, when he's got shot out at a game, I think it was two days he had a new one on his doorstep. You can't grumble at that, can you, really? No, exactly. Exactly. I think he messaged him and sort of said, look, here's a heads up what's going on. And he'd literally got one within two days on his doorstep, ready to go on his rifle. You know... Well, that's what, what you pay you for want? there, and it? it's a service, isn't it? Not just a exactly. product. You pay yeah, for a bit exactly. more, really. Plus, if you decide to take up real steel shooting, you can put it on a rifle, exactly. a real rifle. If, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, win-win situation. But so I'll, going yeah. back, to, yeah, going back to protecting lenses, um, you can put um, a filter, UV filter, or whatever, on the end, which will give you some level of protection. And I guess a BB would strike that first. Yeah. Um, Sort of a sacrificial lens as it was. Yeah, and you put a hood, um, a lens hood as well, as well. So you know anything coming in from the side that will probably deflect that. But I don't know. It's just it, if you're going out on the field with your camera, it's just one of the, it's one of the risks you take. It just makes sure you're insured, I guess. Yeah, so so pretty much like everything else, you sign away on the insurance waiver. It's just one of those things that you've. Um, you are taking the risk with and you are doing at your own risk kind of thing. Yeah. So what made you continue this? Obviously, your knee got better and you're playing. So what made you continue it? Um, It's just... It's a different side to the game. It's combining my two sort of passions and hobbies, really, yeah. because I'm really passionate about photography and really passionate about airsoft. So it's, you know, to combine the both, both it's like... 
it, yeah, it's a lucky. It's sort, of, it's sort of the dream, as it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, and it it's a challenge because my normal photography is landscapes and seascapes. Uh, it's yeah. not people running around shooting the shit out of each other. So it's it's a di- really people think oh you've got a camera you can take you can do photography but there there's all sorts of skill sets within it and so photographing people and action um, yeah. it's just a different it's it's um, stretching my skill set really and taking me out of my comfort zone yeah exactly oh hang on. I'm just scrolling through your photos now I have I've got to ask you this question yeah what made you put a box mag on a fire horse <laughs> Oh, but her. <laughs> but that, that, that thing just looks. It looks ridiculous. Come exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. It it's twice the size of the gun. The sight's twice the size of the gun. Exactly for that reaction. Because it's. Actually, fun. did you see the suppressor I've got for my MP7 on my Instagram? No, I haven't. I'm going to have to look at that. You're going to have to, because th- that thing is like the same length as the MP7. <laughs> I, li- I like anything that causes a little bit of butthurt, really, because <laughs> too many people take airsoft far too seriously. Um, and you can see from my loadout, you know, I don't, I don't take it seriously. So, oh yeah, I see what you mean. It's pretty much it doubles the length of. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've gone from a SMG to a rifle in one easy movement. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so, um, what's the sort of most random thing you've ever photographed at a game um oh i don't know oh i, I mean there's the, there's the guy it's not that random but it's pretty cool um it was a, a mad mamas which is a site in cornwall and every year or they shouldn't do it this year she um does an airsoft game a maze maze right yeah um and the- oh what like like those things that you pay for it I'm just thinking the Simpsons now when they get lost in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So you play airsoft in one of those. Um, so that's pretty random in itself. Um, but no, there's this guy who he was he had a whole load of smokes to use up. So he's yeah. like um, got four smokes in his hand and was just like lying in the field with these smokes. That's not that random, but it's just a really cool, really cool photo opportunity. Yeah, I've just seen I've just seen that photo come up actually. Yeah, with the uh, the planet on it and the whole maze laid out there yeah yeah do they not worry about that burning down launching that many smokes in there oh you're not allowed smokes in actually in the that maze there's a field you play alongside and you can have smokes there but i was gonna say that'd be a (laughs) yeah yeah massive massive fire risk um so what with the airsoft down there it looks like it tends to be uh, woodland now what would you prefer for your photography woodland or CQB sites what do you think would give you the better results oh definitely woodland um, CQB is just it's just too close and um, there's no there, there isn't really the, the space as an opportunity to I mean I guess that people do photograph it um, yeah. CQBs I've seen the photos from it but um, for me I just think I th- the risk with photography as well is like you're giving away people's cover and giving away the position and things. So at least in yeah, I suppose the last thing what, you want is to have to use a flash in yeah and sight. You can you can conceal yourself better in the woodland and not give away someone's position and where they are. And I, I find that well, I haven't tried CQB, but I think that would just be easier space to work. Well, you need to come and work on it. You need to come and play a game rather than. Photograph maybe first to give you a better idea. Yeah, yeah. 
Come, come to the south east, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of places around here. I've played um, Bristol Courthouse at CQB, and actually I, I filmed a video there. We did the mannequin challenge. All right, I yeah. filmed that there. That was quite fun. I've actually meant to get to that site for ages. It's oh, it's really good fun, and, and Mark, who runs it, is an absolute legend. So we tend to go, that's our birthday game site. So we went there for my birthday last March. And we've just been in November for my brother's and my daughter's birthday, so... All right. That's pretty cool. So you've got that, like, go-to CQB site there. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just looking through now. Yeah, there's a photo of you actually playing. Oh, pink Firehawk, is that? Rose gold, not pink. <laughs> it looks pink in that photo. I was it's rose gold. Rose I don't okay. do pink. <laughs> <laughs> Who's triggered now? Who's triggered now? <laughs> If you see this gun on the field, call it pink. Yeah. Activate my butt hurt. <laughs> well, and, and you said I was being inappropriate. <laughs> so, um, do you find when you're playing that you sort of remembered some of the stuff you learnt in the army, if that makes sense, when you were thinking about sort of clearing rooms and stuff at CQB or going into situations? Yeah, it's drummed into you, isn't it, in training, so it's always there. I mean, it's not like it's something you use in everyday life, but, um, you know, when it comes to manoeuvres and things and stacking up, and so you, you do just remember it, and the commands, and my brother, my older brother did 22 years, and my younger brother did eight years, and, right. um, and they were infantry, so, like, their nails um so and and they pretty much take charge on the field and i know the commands they're giving what they're doing and um yeah yeah so it is I, I suppose it's quite a unique thing to pass on to your team as well to sort of work in that because you can all work to the same thing then yeah yeah rather than sort of just going uh as uh i'm gonna say barney and gravy would tend to do with me uh we'll just look at something we'll go yeah, who's got the pyro? And we'll just start going there. <laughs> In fact, any of the guys with Project Airsoft, but if it Barney, pyro. And, Barney and Gravy want some love, so I've got to give them some love because they, they they moaned that we didn't mention them in the pop, unpopular airsoft. Oh, uh, name dropped then, so that should make them happy. Shout yeah, out. <laughs> twice they got name dropped as well, so they should be doubly happy. <laughs> it doesn't help when we all start talking in weird accents as well, though, on the game and chatting absolute shit while we're running around in a site. That sounds like a standard airsoft game to be fair. Oh no, this is a whole new level oh, of really? chatting shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> come to a game with us, you'll just hear some of the crap we'll come out with. I think one of the funniest ones I've ever heard was Barney when he said something like, oh, my rifle can shoot like 1.4 miles on a 2.8 gram BB or something <laughs> like that. And it was ridiculous and I was just like... What? What am oh, I listening God. to? <laughs> I did similar. I'm one of my teammates runs an airsoft range, and we go around events, um, yeah. running it. And um, a member of the public came up and was like chatting about the guns. He's like, "Oh, how ca- how far can these shoot?" Then I was like, "Oh, two hundred to five hundred meters." <laughs> and I, I said afterwards, "Like, what the fuck was I saying?" It's like, yeah. I don't even know where I plucked these figures from, and the bloke must have gone away thinking, "What?" Yeah, I bet he's running around a site somewhere going. They said I could go that far. Why can't it go that far? That's another thing I was going to ask you about. I'm glad you brought that up. The range. What brought that idea on? Um, that came about from my brother because uh, he's 
got a little bit of a sorry John if you're listening to this he's got a little bit of an addiction and he buys a lot of guns um, when I say a lot of guns he's got in excess of a hundred um, I see nothing wrong with yeah, that yeah. to be quite honest his wife thinks he's got 20 and that you know they're all black but, <laughs> um, so um, he, I just think it was a natural progression to have all these guns to sort of get out there testing them out for, for people to test them out on a small confined range if you see what I mean yeah um, and he's also an instructor at a military college and it's an opportunity for the students to have a little go on the guns and then we re- he realised it could go mobile around sites and it kind of just stemmed from there yeah this, this is another thing as well because that can hopefully break down some of the barrier for the sort of loathing that we tend to get from the army with airsoft if that makes sense yeah yeah because yeah you always see it you well it's the two sides of the coin isn't it you get the guy the guys who are serving in any of the forces uh who will absolutely love it and then the other half that will be like yeah it's gay yeah yeah want to be soldiers yeah yeah and then there's people like me who just don't care. And yeah. Just run around and you know. Same. <laughs> I'm fat. I've never served. I just want to go and have a laugh with my mates. Did you just say people. run? By the way, run. What's this run you talk of? That doesn't. Yeah. Happen. To be fair, you, you you'll see me at a site. It'll be game on. And then what I'll do is I'll just let everyone else who wants to leg it leg it, and then I'll be like. Well, they all got shot that way. I'm going this way. Yeah. Let's see if we can get around them. I've got whippersnappers in my team that will do that for yeah. me. And I'll just... My, my daughter's um, call sign in our team is Shadow because she just yeah. follows along behind everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there have been times when I have been known to run. And it is is it does happen. Um, one time was at Red One CQB at the school when they had the full site. And... When they started the countdown three, two, one, game on, the minute they said three, we struck the smokes so as they could start building up ready. The minute he said game on, we had ten smokes on the bottom playground. <laughs> and we legged it into all that smoke. And I don't know how we actually managed to hit anybody <laughs> because you could not see anything. The proper spray was, and pray then. It really was. And I mean, it was it was a... No, I think it was full auto outside, and then you went single shot the minute you went through the doors. Um, it's been a while since they had it, but I seem to remember that being the case. And it was literally just spray and pray through the smoke and hope for the best. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, we got asked to tone it down once we got inside because we then had pockets full of Mark Fives, and every single door we went up to, there was at least one grenade going through it. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, and some guys got really upset because we actually set the record for clearing the entire building and the playground. <laughs> nice. Just literally, there was there was some guys went up one side of it and we went up the other and we were just launching pyro until we heard friendly, friendly on the other side of it. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've ever run in a game is, um, I was at Skirmish Exeter and they every year they do the Walk on Dead, which is like a zombie, uh, yeah. Walking Dead themed one. And... Um, I think, I don't know how many they had a tent, but it was like 100 airsofters and like four zombies. And if anyone that knows Skirmish next to it, it's lots of hills. And I was coming yeah. up this hill and then coming down the hill is a zombie. And like, bone in mind, I could shoot, I could have gone into cover, but no, I just turned around and ran with this zombie running after me down the hills. 
Yeah, it was, I just needed the Benny Hill music behind me. Oh, yeah, the trouble with running as well is the minute you slip, that's it, you're going. Yeah, and, yeah. And then it's that moment where you hear the crack and think, please, God, let that be my spine. Yeah, yeah. But what, what do you think of those? Uh, I mean, obviously you want to play. It's a shame you can't really get the photos at it, but what do you think of these theme games? Do you reckon that's something we're going to see more of? Because Frontier Airsoft, I went to last year, did a post-apocalyptic game that was amazing. Uh, got to give those guys a shout out there because we had such a laugh and there was one guy who just managed to get the luckiest shot onto me ever. <laughs> when, um, and he'd come up to me and uh, I was chatting to Callie and I'd, I'd just taken three guys out after they ran after one of ours. I took three of the police force out in the town where you weren't meant to have weapons and he was like, I literally had your shoulder until you stepped forward and Callie stepped back and then I could just get that shot onto you. Oh. <laughs> Like it was, it was so unlucky that shot for me. But I mean, like he was a guy that listened to the show and came over, introduced himself, and then spent the day shooting at me. Because oh. he just said, it got to the point where we were getting followed around because they just knew the minute we went into the town we were going to do something to cause trouble. Oh god! But yeah, what what do you think of these? Uh, what what do you call it? Uh, theme games. That's well, the word I was looking well, for. Well, if you see my loadout. Um... I don't do cam. I am an anti-cam Kim. Um, I, my loadout is futuristic, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of this, bit of that. So, yeah, I think it's great because um, I, I find sometimes, not always, it, every site has pockets of them. There's the people yeah. that take it too seriously and think they're special forces and... So I like anything that is a little bit of fun, a little bit different, a little bit yeah. from the ordinary. I, I've been in the army, I've done the real stuff, so I kind of like yeah. liked the the more cosplay side of it. Yeah. I, although yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've only ever done The Walking Dead as a themed site um, or themed game, so I, I do definitely want to get to some more themed games. Yeah, for sure. You say you're anti-cam, but I'm looking at the the flashback Friday when you did the Walk on Dead event trailer. Yeah. Your, your trousers are kind of camo in that. Yeah, back... So it's only last, well, 12, 18 months ago I sort of changed mm. from that. Um, I, ju- I just find that if you wear cam, then if you one bit of your loadout doesn't quite match... Yeah. People can get a little bit of butthurt about it, and they're like, "Oh no, that wasn't our, um, U.S. Army issue. That shouldn't really go with that cam." And it's, yeah. I just, I would rather just do my own thing, each yeah, their I own. Mean, there, there are different types of camouflage coming out at the moment, um, which are quite unique, and I'm getting some soon. I'm, I'll send you a photo uh, on the chat yeah. for this this recording. So I've just sent that through to you. Have a look at that and let me know what you think. Now I've ordered the nighttime one, which is on the left. Ah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to post a photo up yet because the minute this turns up, yeah, I'm yeah. going to post a photo. But I'm not sure what to think. I, I really like it. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. I like that. That's nice. I, it's I, sort of like a camouflage tie-dye, though, if you look at the, yeah. the daytime one, the, the outdoorsy one. If you were, like, lying on a beach, I reckon uh, it's like pebbly, rocky yeah. beachy, isn't it? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And apparently there was loads of like maths and science that went into that creating that. But the the guys who are listed at the moment are going to be going, what are they talking about? Don't worry, I'm waiting for it to come back (laughs) in stock. And then the minute it comes through, I'm going to post a photo and ask you what you guys 
think as well. Because uh, my, my brother, um, he collects, uh, as well as collecting yeah. guns, he collects cam. He he's the one that was into military from like early childhood. Yeah. And uh, he he he's got like Rhodesian cam, and he's you'll also see him in the pink um, multi cam loadout. Yeah, I was just looking yeah, through that on, um, on the photos. I wondered who that was. <laughs> yeah, that's my brother. So, and he, yeah, he, so I know that he'll like that cam. He likes anything that's a little bit different and a little bit unusual. He's really into military history and stuff. So, yeah, I'll have yeah. to send him that link. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, 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 do you know what? I'd seen the photos of this from various games and I'd never known who it was. So, it's nice <laughs> to actually be able to place. Who it was that came up with that? The so genius that created so much <laughs> hatred on some community <laughs> groups. That's, that's my brother John. Is is cool sign when he's wearing that loadout is pink helmet or he goes by Fat Controller. <laughs> <laughs> what a name! Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, the Fat Controller. That's a meme I haven't used in a while. Yeah. I need to use that again. But yeah, I mean, I can kind of understand the whole no camo thing, but I do like these unique camouflages that you get, like you said about the Rhodesian. Yeah, yeah. And, and different places like that, you know, when when they get the loadouts absolutely spot on for countries that aren't just like the US or the UK where it's MTP or multicam and these really obscure patterns, I, I really do like find them interesting. Well, they stand out, don't they? It's unique. Someone's put a bit of thought and time yeah. into it because you can get multi-cam or mtp like 10 a penny can't you so yeah although if you know i'm not sure what it's like down with you but up here i've noticed there's more and more people going towards the russian kit now yeah 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 my brother's got quite a few gawkers um yeah. as well I, i've got one of his sets somewhere actually yeah so the russian stuff's quite nice actually yeah and it's, it's a lot cheaper yeah as well to get hold of than I mean, Christ, 5.11 multi-cam, if you want that, you're probably looking about 400 quid for a set of trousers. Yeah, I just haven't got the money for or that. Shirt, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather not. That's sort of cry precision prices. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> so, um, yeah, obviously you've played Bristol, etc., etc. Uh, you, you're also looking through your photos played at the National Airsoft event or National Airsoft Festival a couple of times. Three times I've been there, yeah. What, what do you think of that? Because I've yet to play, and I need convincing to go along. I may go just for the social, to be quite honest. Yeah, with you. I think you have to go there with the attitude that you're going just for the social, and then like the gameplay, take it as it comes, and and how you feel. Um, if you go there for the social, you'll absolutely love it because yeah, um, it's brilliant. Especially if you can go with a team, um, and you can have a nice camp out and like all pitch up together. That that's awesome. Um, the gameplay isn't like gameplay anywhere else. <laughs> a funny story actually about the very first year we went. So right. my older brother been in the army twenty two years, and he yeah. he's going to hate me telling this story. But um, so we got the map, and we'd never been at NAE, and none of us knew anything about it. Yeah. And we got the objectives, and we could see that they were going to take Heartbreak Ridge. Um, yeah. So he looks at the map, and he's like, right, if we go out here along the perimeter and we come back round and we come up on Heartbreak Ridge and we can take them coming in behind. We trekked the perimeter of Ground Zero for an hour and a half, nearly yeah. two hours, with not a single sight or contact with anyone. <laughs> Bearing in mind that there's 2,000-odd, two, 3,000-odd players, whatever there. Yeah. We, we Nearly two hours of not seeing anyone else. 
needless to say, from that point on, we actually realised how you just dive in and get involved. You don't do tactical and manoeuvres and things. That was just stupid. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think you just have to be confident with playing as a one-man band. Yeah. I was going to say playing by yourself, but again, let's... <laughs> um, yeah. Because you you get split up all the time and the, the field of play is moving constantly and so yeah. you just have to just dig in and get involved. You see, you see, all I've heard of is it's like it's hailing for the entire weekend is <laughs> yeah. all I've heard about the gameplay because you just can't walk without a sea of BBs flying past yeah. yeah, but then I find if that's the case then and you just... Don't uh, chill out. Yeah, go just go and find some. Either find somewhere else where it's you know, or go hunting for drugs or something. Going on a different mission. Because <laughs> how many people do you reckon are going to go to NAE thinking, oh sweet, I can get some free stuff? Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they find this pack of flour on the sign, and like so disappointing. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Foam packing chips, or like the polystyrene packing chips I've seen used as bags of drugs in oh, okay. commas before. Uh, that was at the mall uh, a while ago. God rest its soul. <laughs> yeah. Long gone, but not forgotten. No. <laughs> Insert Carlo crying here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's, it's the start of the year. What sort of things are you looking forward to coming up in the next year within Airsoft? Uh, for me, just getting back and playing. I haven't played for a couple of months now. Just Christmas is just a rude interruption to my Airsoft playing. Um, so I think it's a rude interruption to everyone's, and yeah. then you get back and you realise how much you've eaten over Christmas, and yeah, and you load out, <laughs> it doesn't fit anymore, and you've got to adjust. Yeah, that's what rig. I'm worried about this weekend when I go to my first game. Yeah, first world problems. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely. So yeah, I and I don't know. I'd like to try some more more sites really this year. I've literally, just pretty much stuck to the southwest, so. To, to try some other sites would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, that's that's the thing I did last year. I tended to play the same sites down here. And it was starting to get a bit stagnant. So, travelling around a bit, playing sites at various places around the UK. You know, I've come across some absolute gems in the last year. Drakelow Tunnels in Kidderminster was amazing. If you like playing CQB-ish. So, so is that in, in Tunnels? The- it is. It's an old like World War Two aircraft factory or something. Oh, I think. cool! Yeah. And it, like these tunnels are absolutely massive and they're cavernous and you can't see your hand in front of your face in ninety five percent of the site. Oh and god! It is unbelievable and it, it's a CQB site, but you can get some really good long distance shots off as well. Yeah, yeah. Just because of how cavernous they are. I mean, I think he said one of the kilom- one of the, well, not one of the kilometers. One of the tunnels was about four kilometres from one end to the other if you walked it. Oh, nice. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, this is how big that site is. Um, They tend to limit it, obviously, where you play. Otherwise, you'll just... I got lost a few times trying to find a safe zone. Yeah, I can imagine. people heading back and was like, "Uh, where do I go? (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, you can't find anything. It's very easy to get disorientated down there. Um, I lost the spawn a few times as well. That was fun. (laughs) That sounds like a cool site. That's that will go on my bucket list then. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think what we'll do now let's let's open it up to the listeners, the people who are listening. Comment below in the comments for this episode on the posts. Sites to try. Yes. In the UK, uh, 
I may have tried some of them. Kim, you may have tried a couple of them. But yeah, site, the, those bucket list sites. Me personally prefer CQB, um, but anything. Yeah, I'm open to either, really. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing. You also find your sort of niche and what you prefer playing. Um, I'm, so, I'm a bit of a scaredy cat in CQB, but um, by the end of the day, I'm, you know, I'm a bit more confident. Yeah. But I, I don't know, it adds to the thrill, doesn't it? So. Yeah, I was... The one thing I hate is the people that think you're not doing anything when you're like, I'm not running into a room full of enemy forces on my own. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to achieve anything and I have no grenades left and... (laughs) And it hurts. (laughs) It's not just that. It's the fact you call hit and you know that there's about eight people shooting at you and they all get carried away. Yeah. And you've not achieved anything because there's no one there to back you up as you go in, you know. Even if you've got one person there, you run in first. There's that opportunity for them to get a couple of pot shots off and take one or two guys out, and you just keep doing that. Yeah. It works at the end of the day. Although these people that just go pistol only, I don't get that. No, no, I definitely couldn't do that. Need security in my riff. Although then again, Beast, give him a shout out as well this episode, because it was fucking hilarious when we played at Red 1 with him. Uh, There was myself and Ladyhawk holding down this room just literally we we stayed there for like the entirety of the game and held this so the minute people poked their heads around we were putting pot shots down just to keep the heads back taking them down and then like we heard nothing and nobody came back our way and then all of a sudden beast appears out of this room with the flag that we were meant to capture and went to bunch of fucking pussies and ran off with it we're like what where did he go and he literally got up the floor through the site down a floor at the far end taken a couple of people out running and grabbed the flag and come through nice nice work well done beast (laughs) he's a legend (laughs) for a guy that only runs tends to run a pistol and an axe oh that an axe that's cool I need an axe for my loadout yeah (laughs) Yeah, you do, actually. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at that now, actually. Yeah, that would work. I'll find you a link after this. Um, so, yeah, obviously you're looking at playing more sites. Any sort of kit you're looking forward to throughout the year? Um, not. I want to. Um, what I do want to do is upgrade my XR5. Um, right. Uh, it, it's Yeah, the range is pretty shit. It needs stuff doing to it. and Because I, I barely use it, I want to make that my primary instead of the Firehawk. Yeah. So um, that's going to be a project this year. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I'm looking forward to at the moment, I've said a few times, is the TMLMG. Just because, you know, TM Recall, LMG. Yeah. What What's not to love about that? <laughs> Everyone loves a TM, don't they? But they made the belt move, so it looks like the rounds are feeding. <laughs> I, was chatting to, I was chatting to a guy today who said that someone he spoke to thought it was genuinely feeding the belt through. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just bouncing around and it looks like it. But it's a good visual effect. You think about that in like trailers and stuff for airsoft games and that. You've got that bouncing around. Yeah, yeah, it would look pretty awesome to be fair. But... Yeah, but I just want to use my MP7 as well. I brought it and I've not actually skirmished it yet. And I've had it about three years. Oh, really? Four years, yeah. The range was crap. Yeah. And um, I actually found out now, to the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, that the barrel had twisted or something on manufacturer. That's been rectified and it shoots a dream. So let's see how that goes. Alright, I think I think that's uh pretty much may as well call it a day there because I think we've sort of naturally come to the conclusion. Um I'll put the links to 
your pages and stuff in the comments below. Excellent. Uh, or in in the uh, episode description, so people can go check you go you out. But where can people find you as well? In case they can't be bothered to click a link. Um, is in what the name? Yeah, yeah. Where where can people find you on social media? So my airsoft is uh, at, at saber underscore domino. Yeah. And um, my photography is at Kistography. Cool. And I'm going to follow the other one now, just because you know, spread it around and that. And we've got a, <laughs> a team uh, Facebook page, which is Team Sabre Tactical. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll follow that as well in a minute. Um, cool. Well, thanks very much for your time tonight. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on, talking about the photography. As I said, you guys are at the end of the day. The unsung heroes of the airsoft world you know all the people love their photos it's, it's barely a game day goes by where someone doesn't post up when are the photos coming out yeah yeah so uh, it's been good to get that perspective for it as for me guys that's pretty much it from me for this week um little task for everyone go vote in the uh, popular airsoft awards yeah congratulations uh, on that yeah, one cheers thanks for that go go vote guys you've only got till start of february uh, I think it's 4th of February to get the votes in tell your friends get everyone else to do it as well because votes matter yeah go vote at the end of the day. yeah <laughs> and thanks to everyone who nominated me as well um, like I put the big soppy post up on Instagram the other day because I didn't know what else to say to be quite honest with you about it I was so overwhelmed by it but yeah uh, other than that guys uh, enjoy your week take care take your hits don't be a dick look after each other and I'll see you guys next time on the Chairsoft Show bye for now <laughs>